Support for this podcast and the following message comes from KUST Campus Radio, a student-operated non-commercial radio station. KUST provides students and faculty of St. Thomas a platform dedicated to creative storytelling, diverse viewpoints, and exploring a vast array of audio content. Tune in at any time to KUST at Mixler.com slash KUST hyphen radio. Welcome to Cold Facts Hot Takes. In this podcast, we will discuss pop culture conspiracy theories and the cases around them. Today, we'll talk about the disappearance of Madeline McCann and our own personal theories around the case. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cold Facts Hot Takes. I'm Kayla Mayer, here with my co-host, Macy Berenson. <laughs> Macy, I'm so happy to have you on Cold Facts Hot Takes. Um, we haven't done a true crime episode in a while, so um, I'm excited to talk through the McCann case with you. Um, so it's always hard to talk about, like, um, abductions and stuff, especially with, like, young kids. It's so sad. But I think that this one offers like a lot of interesting theories and yeah so do you want to just kind of jump in and give us the general overview of what's going on yeah of course i'm so excited to be sharing the story i think this is one of the best cold cases that the world has seen not that there should be a best one but but macy's coming out here with the hot <laughs> takes right away it's just so good right behind john Bonet, this is probably number two but john Bonet takes the reins but Madeline McCain was born in May of 2003, and she was the cold case that disappeared from her bed in her family's resort apartment in Portugal when she was only three years old. Um, this case is the most heavily reported missing case in modern history, says the Daily Telegraph, and it's been active. Well, not active. This case has gone on for like 13 years now. Yeah, and... The family still has, like, the blog going. Yeah. Like, I checked, and, like, they have posts from this year and last year that they just keep updating. And, um, yeah, so it's still ongoing. The family's still um, <laughs> looking for their little girl. Yeah, and Madeline has two younger siblings, too, that don't get mentioned a lot. But I think it's important to mention them because they were only, like, one or two when this happened. So they literally have no memory of their sister, which is so sad and heartbreaking. Yeah, so on the night of the disappearance then, um, they were at this resort. Um, The parents, Kate and Jerry, left the three kids sleeping on the ground floor of their resort apartment. Um, They went to go have dinner with some family friends. It was only 180 feet away. Like, if you look at the resort maps, it's pretty much just around the corner. I think it's, like, right across from the pool, which was, like, the only thing in between the apartment and the restaurant. Yeah, so pretty close, and I think that they were doing they were doing checks on the kids, like, every half an hour or so. Um, so it was on one of these checks that Kate found out that Madeline was missing, um, and that was at 10 o'clock um, at night. So the Portuguese police were called shortly after that, and they did a brief search, but lots of mistakes were made, like, during that prime time. 
of a disappearance. Um, and we'll get into that a little more in the timeline now. So we can dive into that. Okay. Starting at 19 o'clock, which is, oh God, nine, I think. Um, Madeline and her siblings went to bed. Their parents put them to bed. And in one podcast I was listening to by Crime Junkies, they said that the parents stayed in the room for a little bit, just kind of hanging out, just to make sure the kids went to bed before they went to the restaurant. So then that takes us to when they actually went to the restaurant. Um, That was like an hour and a half later. Um, So... They're at the tapas restaurant with a family friend, and then half an hour after that, Jerry does the first check on the kids, um, and then he leaves, goes back to the restaurant, and 10 minutes later, there's a sighting of a man who's carrying a sleeping child at the resort, um, but this later on was ruled as just a red herring, since it was a man collecting his daughter, um, so ruled out. This did not have to do with the case. But yeah. it's interest. It's still interesting. Because mm-hmm. the girl was like wearing the same exact pajamas as Madeline, like very, very similar. So everyone was like, um, "Like here's the answer." But it was just a dad bringing his kid back home. That'd be so unfortunate. Like <laughs> this dad. I know that that poor family is probably like. I promise, we did not kidnap her. This is our daughter. This is my own daughter. I swear. Yeah, but, okay, what happened next? Um, One of the employees did a check for Kate at a little bit later and noticed that the children's bedroom door was, like, wide open, which Kate and Jerry said they had left it open, like, a crack. Like, every single time the kids went to bed, it was only open a crack. But they checked and didn't see anything wrong, didn't hear any noise. All three kids were sleeping, and it was fine, so he left. Yeah, so then a half hour after this incident, um, there's another sighting of a man carrying a sleeping child. And this one within um, the jargon of the case is referred to as the Smith sighting. Um, So the Smiths are just like this huge extended family that were also staying at the resort. Um, And so they were coming back from dinner and they, like multiple family members said, that they saw a white man carrying a small, motionless girl down a dark street. Um, And they said she was in pajamas, barefoot, motionless, appeared to be sleeping. Um, So this sighting would go on to be pretty important, like in the investigation. Um, But the hard thing about witnesses is that they're not always reliable. so yeah, especially at a huge resort like this. Mm-hmm. You always have to take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, and right at the same time, Kate did the second check and found that Madeline was missing. So that kind of corresponds and makes that a part of the investigation, but was later ruled out. Mm-hmm. Um, so then the police were called, um, and the resort activated their missing child search protocol. Um, so we can kind of dive into the theories then about what happened to Madeline. Um, Macy, if you want to take this first one. Yeah, one of the biggest theories about this case is that the parents, Kate and Jerry, had involvement. There's a ton of theories, but I think the most popular one is that 
people think that Kate and Jerry sedated their children so they would like sleep through the night and everything, but they think Madeline accidentally overdosed or something went wrong, so she died and the parents wanted to cover it up, which I think is crazy. I don't know how they could have hid the body on the resort. Yeah, there's, I was looking the other day um, at (laughs) everyone's favorite conspiracy source, Reddit. Um, (laughs) There's a nice (laughs) Reddit feed about how there's like this fridge theory involved that um, Jerry, they put the body in the fridge and then Jerry had like told the resort that the fridge was broken, so he was going to go get them a new one. Um, something like that. Um, but pretty much there's not a lot of truth to that. Or, yeah, that's just know. crazy and That's just something far-fetched. you have to take <laughs> with a grain of salt. Like, okay, even if... I don't know. That's something that that's completely from Reddit, but yeah. that's one theory about how they got rid of the body. Yeah, and a lot of people thought that Kate and Jerry had involvement just because of the way they were acting in front of the media. If you watch some of like the interview clips, like I watched a few of them before this, and they do act a little strange. Like they seem very composed in a sense, but I don't know. I think that's like kind of strange, but at the same time, I feel like I would try and keep my composure too on television and try not to like lash out or like have a breakdown. I would. I don't know. I feel like that's not something I would strive for so I think them acting like that is just trying to process the situation and trying to stay as calm as possible right and everyone grieves in a different way exactly that's like one of the big things with like child abduction cases is everyone brings it on the parents but like there's uh, you also have to understand like grief is a weird time yeah like they aren't gonna act normal especially right after they're like three-year-olds missing like they have no idea what's gonna happen or what did happen which is just Mm -hmm. yeah and the investigation did um like investigate a little bit mostly through just like their general um apartment searches like they sent a couple cadaver and blood dogs um to the apartment and they alerted Um, A total of 13 times, including inside their holiday apartment, a rental car they had hired three weeks after Madeline disappeared, and also on some personal items that belonged to the family. Um, The dogs also alerted on several items of um, Kate's clothing and Madeline's favorite toy cuddle cat. Um, But one thing that they always make sure to say is, you can't just take these alerts as complete evidence that they did that they did it um that the dogs are really just meant to kind of give yeah. a sense of where to go in the case yeah exactly i don't like dogs definitely help in these cases but in this one i don't not as much as they probably wanted it to help so yeah so personally i am not sold that Kate and Jerry had involvement. Um, So we can go into this next theory, um, which is that it was a planned abduction. Um, So German pedophile Christian Bruckner, who has been arrested for accounts of rape, is one of the main suspects in the case. Yeah, and he is like the suspect 
to this day, as they announced in summer of 2020. Wow, so recent. It's crazy that this case would still be going on, but hopefully the parents can find closure soon. Yeah. Um, so going into the story of Bruckner then, he was with his friend at a bar when they saw the 10-year anniversary of Madeline on TV in 2017. Um, Christian told his friend that he was the one who, quote, snatched Madeline um, from the holiday spot and murdered her. His friend then contacted the German police, and the police finally released um, the suspect in summer 2020, saying he's convicted. Yeah, and Christian is connected to a lot of other disappearances. I was reading this one about this girl named Engla who was taken on a holiday vacation in Germany right around where Christian was at the time, and she just, there's still no information about her. She's just completely gone, disappeared, no one, like, no trace of her. Same exact thing with Madeline. And there was other instances, like, there was an instance with a 16-year-old girl, a 9-year-old girl, and... There was this one instance where he raped a 70-year-old American tourist, I think. So people have, sus- like, people have questioned his like pattern then because a 70-year-old woman is a lot different than like a 3-year-old girl. But I don't know. His pattern is, like, if this is for sure him with all of these, it's all, like, young girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, like... It sounds like with some of these other cases, too, that there kind of, like, no traces left. Um, so that would match up as well with the Madeline case. Um, and kind of another similarity, similarity that goes with Madeline's case is that another little British boy um, was found dead at the same vacation spot just a few years before Madeline. Um, I don't, I don't know if they, they found any similarities that, that could be tied to Bruckner at all. Yeah, I don't know much about that case, but I think that is, I mean, it could have been like he drowned or something like that, but that is kind of weird. Yeah, and I think that also just kind of gives you context for what kind of resort this was, maybe, because um, it could be easy to portray it as, like, this very, like, high-end, high-quality resort, and, like, I, I'm not saying it was, like, <laughs> just, like, the worst resort, it was just <laughs> dumpy, but, like, it wasn't, um, I don't, it wasn't in, like, the best neighborhood, like, it, I think it was a pretty high-crime, um, yeah, neighborhood, and, like, all these high-class families were coming here to vacation, so I feel like that, I don't know, would be like prompt people to want to like maybe like steal from them or like mess with them in some way because they are going to like a poorer area yeah and they're very obviously tourists yeah um which you know people usually like to target um so then there's also another theory that um it was just a burglary gone wrong um says that the burglars broke into their condo, woke Madeline up in the process, so they took her. Um, And then, Macy, you can go into this last theory that I think this one has a lot of following, this last one. Yeah, the last theory that we have is that 
Madeline just wandered off by herself. Like, she woke up and was, like, looking for her parents or something, didn't really know where they were, and just walked off at the resort, like, either, like, drowned or died in some other misfortunate accident, or maybe she wandered off and someone took her then. But there is a lot of following on this one because they did search the entire resort right after they found she was missing, so... I feel like they would have found her then if she wandered off, but if she did, like, drown or someone did take her, then there would really be no trace. Yeah, and I think I saw that, like, nearby, because the resort was placed kind of, like, on a beach, and so nearby there is, like, a cliff that Mm -hmm. she maybe could have fallen off of, um, or if someone wanted to hide the body, like, thrown the body off. Um, so that would be a possibility as well. I didn't see anything really about them searching, like, the surrounding waters. I, I haven't come across that at all, so I think that's a little strange, because I feel like you would, just in case, but maybe they just thought that that was not possible, or just too much to do, like, too much area to search. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty much the Madeline McCann case if you're interested in learning more um there's so many different articles about the case because it is such a um just a high media case um there's lots of different news articles there's the blog of the family as well there's lots Mm -hmm. of podcasts there's so many documentaries too Netflix came out with one like a year or two ago that's super informative and I think Discovery Plus is coming out with a one or just did come out with one following the case and like where it is right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah so we can link those um, in the post. Um, hopefully my hope is just that the family can get closure. It sounds like they're kind of close with um, the Bruckner case if he um, really has been arrested for I don't know if he's been arrested for it but I think he's just a suspect for the case right now Um, yeah he's definitely convicted so they like have him he's not going anywhere but yeah I my suspicion is that I do think she's dead hate to say it that's really sad but I just don't think because if she was sold into like sex slavery something like that I feel like someone would have recognized her somehow or she would have known and like tried to like make contact with people who would have known because that's just such a long time to go without but who knows but yeah I do think that she's dead yeah and that's like the sad truth with cases like this is that like the longer it goes on the more you have to yeah and if she did die when she was three then there's probably not much left of her body wherever it was so that definitely like makes it a lot harder to try and come up with like a confirmed what happened Mm -hmm. yeah and it's always so much harder when they kind of make some flubs at the beginning of a case like yeah especially for a missing child like you have to act on that so fast mm -hmm. and like in this in this case, the police weren't given a description of Madeline, and they didn't do any house-to-house searches, and I think it took them a while to interview the parents, um, if they ever did interview them, 
yeah they I think they interviewed the whole like vacation group they were there with because they went with like family friends but I also read something where they opened up the apartment that the McCann stayed in like a month or two after she went missing like that they, they didn't even keep it closed just in case for anything they just opened it back up right away which I thought was just kind of weird like hey yeah stay in this room that a three-year-old girl went missing from. <laughs> um have a happy vacation yeah like just let you know some girl did go missing in this room but it's all right it's okay yeah go enjoy some sunshine um <laughs> and yeah just think positive vibes <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's the Madeline McCann case. Thanks for listening. Check out tallymedia.com for other podcasts, for more episodes of Cold Facts Hot Takes. Um, so signing off, I'm Kayla Mayer. And I'm Macy Berenson. Thanks for listening. Bye.